newly appointed specters Gortney Shepherd and Jin Shepherd took the helm of the Normandy, steering a course toward the Prothean ruins of Therum, to pick up everyone's favorite Asari crewmate. From there, they proceeded to Novaria, where they committed various acts of corporate espionage, gained access to the galaxy's most exclusive garage, and learned some harrowing facts about space spiders. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And today, we are on episode two of season two. We are talking about Mass Effect, the video game, the original. If you have not played it, we will be spoiling everything. Uh, For the next two chapters, which isn't really uh, that helpful, I guess, uh, the Liara mission and the Novaria mission. It's uh, Finding Liara and right. Novaria. I believe, I guess that's what they're marked as in your journal, right? I guess that's probably what that is. They're, they're basically, the missions are labeled by location, which is something that, that gets repeated um, throughout the series. I think it's good. First things first, I am still enjoying the video game. I'm having a great time. You love to see it. I just wanted to get that out up front. Uh, Kim... I believe you do have some bullshit today. I do, yeah. Um, today I want to talk about the likely TikTok for you page composition for uh, each of the Normandy squad mates. Whoa! Now we haven't... <laughs> this is... Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Keep going, I'm reeling. I was just going to say, we haven't talked about Liara yet in the show yes so i don't maybe we can revisit her later it just occurred to me that it might be out of context for anyone who for some reason isn't playing the game but is listening to this (laughs) Eh, fuck it you probably don't exist i'm just gonna say what it is um (laughs) yeah that's fair (laughs) whatever so uh we're we are though going to start with Let's go in order in uh of who joins the squad first. So we yes. we will be starting with Caden. Great. Uh which is an interesting first choice I now I now realize because Caden is not on TikTok. He downloaded it. He watched yeah. a few videos yeah. of of like Gen Z dancing. Um and was kind of like, what the fuck is this? And then stopped. Um yep. but if he had stuck it out, he would 100% end up on that side of TikTok that's just like hikers sharing videos of pretty vistas mm. or like dudes going to a very remote location and setting up a tent and making coffee. Um mm. you seem unfamiliar with that one. <laughs> no no no, I do no, I know exactly I know exactly what you're talking you're talking about the hey buddy guy. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I I've I've been on that side of TikTok briefly. Every once in a while it'll pop up because of the coffee connection usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll also probably have like not bodybuilding TikTok, but like guys at the gym TikTok of where oh, it's just guys like 
I mean, I don't know a lot about Caden, and I feel like he's just kind of a guy who... Mm. That's true. You uh, Some necessary context here, um, I'm realizing for you, is Caden uh, is from the Pacific Northwest, I think specifically Vancouver. Um, oh, okay. And 100% you're right. And is, is a bit of an outdoorsy guy. So let me, let me just amend that really quick then. It's not it's not workout TikTok. It's like lumberjack TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Real GV dudes just like chopping wood. Okay. I, I think so. I think it is yeah. like like people who are having like a Walden journey. That's right. who TikTok, yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On TikTok. But it's interesting that you brought up weightlifting TikTok because I think Ashley is on mm. weightlifting TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think she, for some reason, I feel like Ashley uh, is a paleo diet person. Um, so I, I think she's on like paleo recipe TikTok. I think she's on just like alliance military tiktok like i think just like people who like make videos about being in the alliance (laughs) proud alliance (laughs) members that's where ashley is she is definitely on christian tiktok 100 percent. i had that conversation with her today yeah Mm -hmm. and uh i'm sorry but i think because of the confluence of these things, I think she ends up on anti-vax TikTok and she's not the kind of person who's like, like really hardcore anti-vax. I think that she is vaccinated because the Alliance requires it more than Mm -hmm. anything. But I think she's like, I, I think everybody should have the right to make the decision for themselves. You know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and then also we'll slip in like a, well, you know, it's like a Solarian made thing. So I don't really know if Mm -hmm. (laughs) rancid, um, (laughs) uh, next up we have Garrus. Mm. So, I don't know firsthand that gun TikTok is a thing, but I just know it's got to be. It's got to be a thing. It's and Garrus be. is on it. Yeah. I think also he's on like tech TikTok, um, including like tech news or just like interesting like tech like info. I don't know. I don't know enough about tech to even know what tech <laughs> TikTok is like. Right. Um, I think he is also on like life hack tiktok oh like i think i think a lot of things like oh you know did you know you can use a coat hanger this way um (laughs) i don't think he implements any of it he just likes to see it he likes it Mm -hmm. i think yeah i think you're absolutely right i think his interest in Guns and also his kind of anti-establishment sentiments Mm -hmm. kind of sometimes end him up uh, a little bit on like Ashley's side of TikTok where it's like kind of conspiracy. And he sees those and he goes and just scrolls right past. Yeah, Like every once in a while he gets like a like a prepper video or something and (laughs) he has to hit like not interested. Right, right. Um, the, The one other thing that I think Garris gets a lot is dance trends. And I think he secretly learns them. And this is something that might make more sense to you in the future, AJ. Okay, fair enough. All right. Oh, I love I love the implications of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Especially if you uh, which I don't know, but if you end up romancing Garrus, that might make more sense later. I haven't decided yet just to. That's fine. Yeah, good. Yeah. And you can always switch (gasps) in between games. Um, Rex fully just like comedy. If he's not laughing, he's not interested. And I think that his favorites are videos of people getting injured almost in the like America's Funniest Home Videos sense. Yeah, I wasn't with you until you said that part. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, 100%. But he never gives like he never actually laughs. It's always just like a "Hmm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) just keep scrolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see who's up next. Tally. Tally is on uh, like spaceship TikTok, both like, oh, wow, here's this really cool new development and like, you mm. know, spaceship tech. 
um, but also like classic spaceships, like people refurbish the oh, same way that yeah, like yeah, yeah. people refurbish classic cars. Yeah. And probably have TikToks about them, I assume. Restoration TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's into that. Um, yeah. which leads her often into DIY TikTok. And I think also like movie and musical TikTok. Interesting. I think I think there's just like a little bit of like, you know. Showmanship. <laughs> no, no, just like that's you know, that's like the the uh leisure side, you know? Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah sorry I no i i agree i'm i'm just I, I can't stop thinking about her just watching one of those videos where they drop like a really rusted uh like butcher's knife into uh citric acid and it just like bubbles oh my god yeah for like 48 hours yeah. those are my favorite videos <laughs> i love those videos so much wow okay <laughs> learning so much about you <laughs> yeah and finally liara liara is on book talk She's mm. on anthropology TikTok, obviously. Mm. Um, that sort of leads her to history TikTok, which then leads her to um, the side of TikTok that's like women who wear historical clothing on an everyday basis. Yeah. And finally, I think she follows lifestyle accounts of several Asari who have moved to Earth who post things like five more things that surprised me about living on earth or let's go to the mall on earth. And it's like, you know, the same way that like American women will, who are living in a different country will create a TikTok about it and be like, there's this really cute store down the street from my flat in London. (laughs) They all talk like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then every once in a while is like the somber, like my original mate died 500 years ago. Here's how I go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <sighs> uh, amazing. I, 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 I love that. She's also on, um, which is uh, ironically a part of TikTok that I'm also kind of on, is uh, linguistics TikTok, uh, where people will just spend the, you get three minutes for a TikTok video. They might have made it longer now. I don't know. But where they will talk for the entire three minutes about like the origins of the word like banana or something. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. On that side of TikTok. That totally tracks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I love that. I love all of that. That's really good. I'm so glad you enjoyed. I can't wait until Garris dances. I <laughs> When could it be? I don't know. When could it be? Uh, incredible. Incredible. Shall we move on to the chapters? Let's go. Let's go to Theram. Let's go to Therum. So uh, before we left the Citadel, or we're getting ready to leave the Citadel, I guess we got kind of the rundown from Anderson and uh, Ambassador Udina, just like, here's all the places you could go where stuff is happening. And I was interested in the other two, but obviously, I mean, I think we talked, I don't remember if we talked about this off the podcast or not, um, but like they brought up Liara, who I knew was a squad mate, who you can see is a squad mate Mm -hmm. in the squad screen. So like, it's not (laughs) that it was like spoiled for me or anything. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to get my full squad. So that way I can, Mm -hmm. I can do the rest of the game with everyone, which later turns out to be the right choice. Mm -hmm. And this is where like I first started actually traveling around. I did a couple of like the side missions and stuff. Oh, how did you like this? Uh, they're fine. One of them was just like drive around the thing and then shoot some geth from your uh, ship mm-hmm. and then get out and like scan a rock. Um, <laughs> but one of them, it was like a pirate base or something um, that you had to infiltrate. And I actually haven't finished this side story yet because uh, in that base you find 
an Asari, I think, who is related to the Asari who's on the council at the Citadel. Oh, interesting. I, th- I think that's the, what the connection was. I haven't actually seen that through yet, but that one was that one was interesting. I mean, that was just like an infiltration thing. And that was really the first time I was like, oh, the AI in this game is not very good. No, the the, the companion AI is like fine. They've actually Ooh. helped. They've taken out people for me. They do, Um, but they also shoot the wall a lot. They do shoot the wall a lot. (laughs) Um, But on that, like in that same vein, they're shooting the wall because the people aren't peeking out to shoot back at us Mm -hmm. and they will just stand behind a wall for full minutes and not do anything. I'm like, this isn't fun. Yeah, you have Um, to get closer to some of them to like trigger them to stop taking cover. Yeah, um, which has worked out for me taking the Vanguard Mm. uh, class. I can just walk up and hit them twice (laughs) and they're dead. Uh, It's great. And there is something extremely satisfying about just like bonking a Geth or like bonking a Turian on the head and then they just like fully ragdoll onto Mm. the ground and then unragdoll and stand back up because they were just like stunned for a second. Also, oh my God. Or no, I guess uh, I'll wait until we actually get to that part in the in the Liara mission because I learned something about fucking um, Krogan's that Ooh. is awful. It's it's so, it makes them so hard to fight. <laughs> yeah. OK. Uh, but we'll get there in mm-hmm. a second. So, yeah, that was I just did a, a couple of those. Um, it's fun to fly around the galaxy. I like it. I like watching us get shot off in the uh, Mass Effect relay guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So uh, Therum is a planet uh but all we knew is that liara was in the artemis tau cluster so we kind of had to like which i think is, re- is a really good idea of of like showing you how mm-hmm. traveling to different systems works because like you can't go to every planet but you can like scan every planet or you know whatever you'll get some resources just from like hitting the a button mm-hmm. some planets have you know the special resources on it or or whatever so i think that's that was a really great way to kind of tutorialize that without actually like telling you that it's like here's how space travel works right yeah um, i never thought about it that way but that is a very you know that is how they teach you yeah i mean considering the 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 tor- tutorialization of like the the you know gunplay and stuff is like here hit this button do this thing yeah. it's like very like here it is <laughs> how you clunky. do it yeah uh, i thought that was actually a really uh kind of ingenious way to do that mm-hmm. so yeah uh this entire mission puts you in that awful truck oh yeah <laughs> get used to it because uh <sighs> it keeps coming back yeah the mako is um here's the thing <laughs> There is a DLC in Mass Effect 2 that is Mm -hmm. awful in many ways. But one of the ways that it's awful is that they give you another terrible truck called the Hammerhead. Great. They're all named after sharks. And Uh. somehow the Hammerhead is worse. Somehow they were like, you know, people really loved having to drive around in a really shitty truck in the first game. We're going to give them another one and we're going to make it worse. It's awful. I hate the hammerhead. So now going back to the Mako, I'm like, hmm, Hmm, fond memories. (laughs) Not as bad. (laughs) Not as bad. But yeah, the Mako is just a nightmare of a vehicle. Yeah, um, it's like the wheels are made of ice. They're like <laughs> they're like frictionless. It's mm-hmm. so weird. It's so weird. But thankfully in the story missions, you're really just on a like one track to wherever you're going. Yeah, I was going to ask is that kind of how like they all are cuz it's the same this end Novaria, it's the same kind of situation where it's like you just drive a whole lot and then you get out and you're in this big, you know, dungeon or whatever. Yeah, on um, in the the main story missions that is how it goes. Mm. I, don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't it's, either. I, I, as someone who gets lost a lot in games, I kind of prefer it over mm. like me wandering around a lot or 
me having to brute force my way up a mountain because God forbid I not take the shortest path, you know, straight one straight line. Yeah, um, I mean, that's what I did on the the, the side missions because you mm-hmm. are just like on a planet. And it's like, here's some waypoints and I just will brute force my way over mm-hmm. a mountain. I know I know what the rocks look like that you can't drive up. Like, <laughs> I know what that that texture of rock mm-hmm. is because I did it so many times. But I, I appreciate the difference between the side missions and the main missions. Mm-hmm. Like they both put you in the, the Mako and have you drive around until you get out. Um, but they're distinct, which mm-hmm. I can appreciate. Uh, so yeah, you, you basically you drive on this rocky path mm-hmm. through some lava. You run into some geth, do some other stuff. I brought on. So, uh, for the side quest missions, I was bringing Tali and, uh, Rex. Mm-hmm. Good, good pair. Yeah. Cause Tali has that good, good, uh, tech stuff. So mm-hmm. I was able to decrypt everything. Um, and Rex can shoot a gun uh <laughs> and i have the the biotics mm-hmm. um so i don't really need like well i guess that's not until we get liara but liara is like fully biotic yeah and then for the for the real mission the actual mission i took garris and rex okay or no Gar- garris and tali mm-hmm. i think just for the extra tech i guess i don't really know I, i'm just kind of picking and you know just like doing different squad com- uh combinations to see what works out best mm-hmm. i think uh having tali or having garris like they are must-haves because of the tech yes. side of it. it it's i think something that i wish had been thought through a little bit more which is that like i'm playing a soldier right now so i have no tech um and i mm. guess you probably i guess vanguard doesn't either right? i don't either yeah so it's like you need a squad mate who has tech yeah. abilities to be able to like decrypt things which is like cool but also i like I was this became more of a thing in Novaria, but I was like, I know I really need, you know, like I, I really want like Liara in this party. And I know that there's interesting like dialogue with Rex in the party on Novaria. Um, right. But I was like, I need somebody with tech ability like I can't because I don't have any. So I'm not going to be able to unlock anything if I don't. Right. Um, right. So I, I ended up bringing Tali, which is great. I love my girlies. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the way that it constrains you, especially in this game, is like, I think, not the best thought out thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's still a good time. Um, but it is something that like if, if you're not playing a tech class, you have to be cognizant of and something that I wish I had remembered before I selected a uh, soldier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, I, I didn't really realize it until one of those side missions, uh, the, the pirate one where I couldn't decrypt some of the stuff because mm-hmm. I didn't have high enough tech and I couldn't get tally's electronics high enough so i like drove off into the distance there was a geth camp killed those geth <laughs> leveled up her electronics and then drove back to that thing oh, just to great. unlock those safes so that actually kind of gave me a pretty good grasp of like oh okay mm-hmm. this is how this stuff works i'm kind of mooching skills off of my right. squad mates um which i do think is a thing they definitely could have described better because i had no idea what any of the like oh caden's good at biotics mm-hmm. i don't know what that means right um, well yeah, it, uh, the weird thing too is like there's not other situations i mean i guess arguably just like straight combat you're right is going to be useful in any situation but like there's no situation where it's like you need a biotic character in mass effect one like Mm. so it it just seems strange that like there's one aspect of the game which is these like decryption things um basically to get like chests and stuff Mm -hmm. that requires certain class skills and therefore kind of constrains 
the squad makeup. And I think that that is it results in also like you just picking the same squad over and over again, yeah. which can be kind of a bummer. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's not like a bad thing because you're like kind of, you know, feeling like you're kind of building this relationship mm-hmm. and you're like you have your core group or whatever. But then you just have three other squad mates that are just like spending all their time on the Normandy. And then you yeah. go and ask Ashley, like, what do you think about this last mission <laughs> that you weren't on? What do you think about yeah. how I did? Yeah, it's um, a little weird. Yeah. And I think also like a lot of the fun is getting to when you're on a certain planet and you turn and talk to one of your squad mates they'll have a specific thing to say about that planet Mm -hmm. so you know if you bring uh tali to nuveria which is a very cold icy planet she'll be like the appeal of winter wears very thin very quickly or something (laughs) like that she's like you know we don't have this problem (laughs) um i'm wearing like my my what does she call it her environmental suit and i'm still cold um (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's it's just a bummer that you can miss out on, like, getting a more rich experience with that. Also, Mm. like I very stupidly this time picking soldier, I'm trying to have like a slightly different experience than I generally do. Mm. Um, So I was like, I should bring Ash on some missions, which I never do. Sure. And I and there's no reason to because she is also a soldier. So like, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's sort of like a waste of that slot, um, Mm. which is kind of a bummer. But yeah, um, you live and learn. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I'm having I'm having fun with the different squad. Yeah, stuff like for it's now. not it's I, nothing I, that know. spoils the enjoyment for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you drive up the path, you hit some guys, and then you <laughs> yeah. There's like nothing. It's it's nothing like super crazy. I had to get out one time to open a gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, it's fine. And then you arrive at this fucking the first like boss fight of the game. I oh guess. My God. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole time you were like running into, they were they're like these huge white, uh, geth four-legged tank uh, things. I think they're called a geth colossus. Yes, I think that's right. I was trying to find the name, but I can't find it. But yeah, yeah I think uh, colossus is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, armatures. But, there are armatures which are smaller, and then uh, colossus, which are the bigger versions of the them. big ones. Sorry, go on. Okay, okay. Uh, no, you're good. So you fought a couple of those in the truck, but you had to leave the truck behind because there was a there was no way for it to go through. And then they drop one, and thankfully it doesn't move. It just stays in the one spot <laughs> mm-hmm. that it is, which makes it great to just like dodge as I'm taking care of these fucking hoppers or yeah, whatever. The these froggy geth. Fast fucking dudes who are like impossible to shoot. They're so I'm just ra- hard to kill. Randomly shooting my shotgun around where I think I see them. Uh, and then eventually they die. I had to do that fight like a half a dozen times I at least. I always have to do that fight multiple times. It's. It's it's too tough. Those I I think that those froggy geth enemies yeah. I think are a little too they're a little too much personally for me cuz every time you you try and focus you know, like train your, your sights on them. Yeah. They move. Hops away. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're very challenging to fight. Um, yeah. And they deal a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. like sniper shots. It's wild. They do. And then the fucking, the Colossus is sitting there like shooting off, uh, <laughs> huge rockets. And so if you're like just not behind cover enough, you just get mm-hmm. rocketed and are dead. And it's like, okay, well this isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> this was, I, so I was, Driving around Therum before I reached this fight and I was like, I I was reminded of this particular fight, but for some reason I didn't remember it being on this planet. I just thought that Mm. I had like thought of it organically and I was like, (laughs) God, that fucking fight, that that fight sucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
surprise. Yeah. And then uh, I arrived and I was like, oh, shit, that's here. That's why I thought of it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely not my favorite. But the nice thing about this game is you can just change the uh, difficulty at will. So yeah. this was a point where I was like, what difficulty am I playing on? Because I've started playing on veteran uh, more recently. Oh, wow. But in this case, I... I had it on normal and I was like, I'm going to keep it there for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you fight that thing. It dies. And then you go into uh, this mine. Say Prothean ruin. Yes. Some Prothean ruins. And there you find uh, a suspended. I don't know. I, I guess she's just like suspended midair mm-hmm. uh, behind this like energy wall. Yeah. Uh, Liara. Yeah. Uh, she has tripped a Prothean security device um, because she saw Geth uh, and to protect herself thought that she could set up those barriers and that it would, you know, just keep her safe. But in fact, what it did was uh, trap her. (laughs) Which is very funny. Um, So, you you know, you fight through some Geth and then you eventually come around the other side. Or sorry, you find a mining laser. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, oh, if only there was some way for you to get to the other side of this. But that's probably not going to happen. Oh, well. And then you just find this huge (laughs) ass laser on the ground. And it's like, oh, put the code in. It's like like several yards away from where she is. Yeah, it's like she can see it. Like I'm looking at a picture of it right now. You can see Mm -hmm. Liara from where the laser is. Clear sight line. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you shoot a hole underneath her prison to an it's not a prison, whatever, where yeah. she is stuck. And there is another like similar looking. It kind of looks like pool tiles, like like the mm-hmm. tiles you would use for a pool. Um, you find <laughs> another one of those that you. Yeah, I brought Caden on this mission. I think I brought Caden oh. and Tali, I think was my pick. And he goes like you're just before you even find Liara, you see some of these, I don't know, cube prisons. Yeah. <laughs> like the one Liara is trapped in. And Caden just goes, the tiles in those holes remind me of a bathroom floor. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's He's just so wrong. out of context. And the thing is, I don't know what it what the game is trying to tell me with that. <laughs> it's not like invented bathrooms and you can get trapped in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe the creators of Mass Effect are actually anti bathroom. Maybe. You know, they think people should be going in the holes in the backyard. I. Mm. <laughs> are you trying to think of other anti bathroom propaganda in these no, games? No, but there are there are bathrooms in future games. So we should revisit this. It's so um, okay. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to find out what that means. <laughs> so you you go under and around pretty much. It's very easy. And then mm-hmm. you free Liara and then are come upon by a Krogan with some geth. He basically just says, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and does uh, he works with Saren, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. they we're going to were they trying to kidnap Liara? They were trying to, yeah. So um, yeah. the Krogan doesn't seem to know why. Um, and right. when when we first rescued Liara, Caden was like, she, she was like, I don't know why the Geth are after me. Um, and Caden says it might be because she is a Prothean expert. Right. And so Saren, hearing this about Benezia's daughter, is like, well, let's go get her because she might know something about the conduit, which is what <gasps> what he's looking for. So <laughs> what I think is interesting is the the Krogan says Saren wants her and he always gets what he wants. And then when you refuse to give her up, he says, kill them, spare the Asari if you can, 
If not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it kind of seems like it mattered to Saren. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, maybe it was just he wanted you to go there and get to her before before Shepard did. did. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So this fight is also annoying. Um, I had a hard time with this one as well. Mm -hmm. And this is where I realized something awful about fighting Krogans. Yeah. Is that you can down them and then they regain their health. Mm -hmm. uh, but also after they get down to like halfway, they will just charge at you. Mm -hmm. And that is like they come <laughs> so fast yeah. and are so hard to dodge yep. and will like take you out in two hits. Um, so there were so many times where I got to just the battle master and then he killed me. Uh, very <laughs> frustrating. Very frustrating. Do you know the lore reason why Krogans regenerate? No. If I had to guess, it's because they're like lizard adjacent and lizards do that. But um, no, I don't know the lore. Krogan have multiple sets of certain organs. Yes, I did know that. Mm -hmm. The implication being it's like, so if you take one one down they have like a whole backup system of whoa <laughs> body essentially whoa yeah that's nuts they're wow they're tough that's sick mm -hmm. i love that that's awesome oh i love that i love the lore in this game it's i yeah. i unfortunately didn't get to do a codex deep dive because i was uh preoccupied this week with a different <laughs> video game but i i have built up some codex entries mm -hmm. that i will have to go through at some point uh so once you defeat the battle master the place starts to collapse because you shot a huge laser into its foundation mm -hmm. and then you have to escape and so you call joker he comes in and you get out yeah that's that's it and then we get the first of what is a fun feature of uh, this game. Uh, you get a debrief with the yes. crew where everybody yeah. sits in a little circle and chats about what happened. Yeah, I like these a lot. I th I, the yeah. vibes are the vibes are really nice. It's really cool to see all of the squad mates come together in one place periodically. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I don't. I don't know that it happens. No, it doesn't really happen in, in later games. You have some oh, debriefs, no. but it's, it's it's sometimes just with like one or two characters. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So it's how am I supposed to yell at Ashley to stop being a fucking exactly. racist? Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a fun feature of this game that I wish they they carried through. That's nice. Mm -hmm. So so they didn't take the debriefs, but they did take the shitty truck driving. Yes. <laughs> and made the truck driving worse somehow. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Um, amazing. I'm glad we could clear that up. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so you, you do this and uh, Ashley is upset, obviously, because we just rescued A, uh, an alien, and B, the daughter of matriarch Benezia, mm -hmm. which I can kind of see that one being like a little bit of like a kind of red flag yeah, situation. Yeah, like, is this a good idea? Right, mm -hmm. but but where her distrust stems from is the fact that she is a sorry, not really the fact that her mother mm -hmm. is the matriarch working with Saren. Um, so, you know, questionable motives there. Um, and then at the end of this debrief, you get a choice of whether you want to tell the council or not, mm -hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. That you have the option to not. I am slightly role playing Gortney. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's gotten a little a little uh, fuzzy this this last play session, I think. So I I still have no reason really to like distrust the council. Mm -hmm. I know that maybe they're not like doing the best job, but I don't have any reason to keep anything from them yet. Mm -hmm. But AJ personally, I'm getting kind of Raya vibes. 
uh, <laughs> of like they're up to not they're up to something, but it's just like they obviously know more than like, you know, I, I think I, I, I don't know. That's my impression. OK, uh, so I just thought it was interesting that you get the option to uh, talk to the Citadel or not. Uh, and I imagine it's probably a, you get renegade points if you don't talk to the, the the council. Right. I don't know. I've never actually not talked to them because really? <laughs> if I'm doing a renegade run, I start talking to them and then I hang up on them. <laughs> Did you not hang up on them? Uh, I don't think so. I think okay. I think we've made it through the whole conversations. As far as I know, I, I don't I don't think so. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of life's greatest pleasures is hanging up on those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, and then Liara is on your team. Yeah. Uh, I just want to touch on the things that you learn during the debrief from Liara. OK, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she sort of confirms that, yeah, if Saren was looking for her, the reason why is because of her knowledge of the Protheans, Uh, specifically her area of research is the Prothean extinction. Oh, and and so she knows that the conduit is connected to that, Um, which I'm trying to remember if we've talked about the The conduit. conduit. I don't think so, because really all we get. Is that Saren is looking for something. Mm-hmm. I think Liara introduces the idea of the conduit. Right. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the case. So, um, I think. yeah. So, oh, we heard about, seeing it, we first heard about the conduit from the audio files that, that Tally found. Oh, right, 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 it's, right. It's what Saren is looking for, but we don't know what it is. Right. Um, and I think Liara doesn't either. She just knows that it's connected to the Prothean extinction. Um, she mentioned she's spent 50 years of her life trying to figure out what happened to the Protheans. And mm-hmm. we're like, hold up, how old are you? Uh, and she <laughs> explains that Asari are very long lived. They live for like a thousand years, yeah. say. Um, so she is, quote, only 106, which is nice. relatively young. And so her theories don't get a lot of respect among other Asari scholars. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's part of it. I think I think also her her theories um are probably a little out there. Mm. But she she mentions that there's very little evidence of it, of like what what happened, almost as though clues have been like purged. Mm. But what what she discovered, most importantly, is that the Protheans are not the first civilization in the galaxy to suddenly vanish. This is actually a cycle that has repeated and the Protheans are the first or the most recent uh, of those, those uh, extinctions. I love when she brings up the idea of the cycle. Everyone, everyone there is like, wait, 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 what? And she goes, I can't prove it, but I know it's true. It's like, okay, it's like, okay, I understand now why everybody thinks that your theories are a little out there because you say you she's like, I just have a feeling. I've noticed a pattern and it's like, okay, so you're either a genius or you could be a conspiracy theorist. Yes, Liara, this is not how science works. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so she explains uh, her theory is that there is this cycle of extinction. Every time a new civilization rises up, it's destroyed and it leaves only ruins. The Protheans are the most recent who rose up from a single world until their empire spanned the galaxy. And our mass relays in Citadel are based on, or I'm sorry, the mass relays in Citadel that the Protheans built are actually based on tech that came before them. Um, Sort of everybody's standing on each other's shoulders and gets wiped out and the cycle begins anew. It's so wild. Yeah. It's just such a wild thing. And then uh, the last thing that we learn is basically just she's fascinated that Shepard has had contact with a beacon 
Uh, it's very rare to find working ones. They basically transmit information into the mind of the user. She was she was surprised that sorry she was surprised that Shepard survived. Right? Yes. Yeah. She said it's it's only programmed to interact with the Prothean physiology. So that's why it just came to Shepard in flashes, like a dream or like a vision, because hmm. Shepard is like not of the right like uh you know composition yeah to to be able to receive and understand it um Mm. so she yeah she's very impressed she says that Shepard must be very strong-willed Courtney certainly is (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah then right from there I just went right to Navaria which was the next mission did you talk (laughs) to your crew in between I did talk to my crew do we want to save that for one big thing at the end or I don't know if we have to. Um, yeah, I, I, it's sort of it feels relevant the way that it like people slowly open up to you and you slowly learn more about yeah. their background that it might make sense to go through. Yeah, like, I think so. In order. I didn't have like a whole like I'm still in the process of like learning <laughs> what mm-hmm. this stuff means. Um, but I did talk to, you know, Ashley talked about how her family has been in the military for forever. Uh, I think Garrus talks about his dad mm-hmm. who always wanted him to be a CSEC officer and was like duty above everything else. You you ask him why he wanted to be a CSEC officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, I wanted to help people. And my dad was CSEC. He's a very uh, by the books kind of guy and thinks that Garrus is rash and impatient. Um, and we learn that Garrus's dad thinks uh, not very highly of specters because they have no oversight. Yeah, he said uh, like people without someone to answer to like shouldn't exist pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Uh, which to a certain extent I can agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you recall what um, dialogue options you picked when talking to, to Garrus about this? Because Garrus expresses opinions about it and you can either Garrus is very much like sometimes you got to get shit done. So I understand why specters exist. And you can either say it's kind of dangerous that there's no oversight or you can be like, I totally agree with you. Do you remember what you picked? Uh, I think I chose the middle option. That was okay. like, I can kind of see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should take better notes on that part. Of yeah, the game. these these are <laughs> yeah. these are the, like the support scenes of the game. Yeah. They're like the yeah. noted. <laughs> I couldn't. I did not know where Liara was. Oh, I couldn't find Liara her. She's all the way in the, med- the back of the. Yeah, she's behind the med bay. Yeah, I found her after Novaria. I just for some reason could not find her. Okay. Um, after we got her from uh whatever that place was called, Caden talked about uh more about his you know biotic stuff mm-hmm. and how uh the 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 company i guess or whatever uh, just basically like found these kids and were like hey yeah sorry about this huge accident that we didn't <laughs> cause yeah do you want to come learn how to use your brain powers yeah some of the lore drops in these are denser than others and cadence yeah. are really dense which i think yeah. also contributes to like people's negative opinions of him um really and I will fight them. But um, so Caden's whole deal is that he became a biotic. Um, he's probably one of the first human biotics uh, because he was exposed to uh, element zero in the womb. Mm. Um, there was some kind of like a cargo accident that his mother was downwind of when she was pregnant with him. Um, it is suggested that these accidental exposures are maybe not so accidental. Mm-hmm. But Caden was... Uh, tracked down by this company, Kinetics, that was studying biotics and they were looking for more subjects. So they relied on 
tracking down these accidental exposures to provide those. And so he was like, yeah, some guys in suits showed up one day after school and took me to um, BOT, which is Biotic Acclimation and Temperance, a.k.a. Brain Camp. Brain Camp. (laughs) Um, And it's basically he was you know, training in biotics at this camp. Uh, it's on, this is just, uh, it's just interesting. Like this stuff doesn't really come up that much. Um, mm. Like Gagarin station, they call it. And it is, it was like the biggest and farthest space station in the, you know, from earth that humans had, had created before first contact with the Turians and before they right. learned about mass relays. So they called it jump zero because they kept tr- trying to like launch further expeditions from this space station and were unable, you know, they were unsuccessful up to that point. So yeah, that's where, where this quote unquote brain camp was. Mm -hmm. Uh, They call it jump zero. That's pretty much it. Um, The only other thing is if you ask him about the last mission, he says some gross stuff about Liara and you can say some gross stuff back to him if you're M Shep. Yes. Um, Yeah. Oh Uh, wait, no, sorry. I thought you meant gross shit. Like, I don't know if we should trust aliens because he does kind of uh, drop that sentiment. There's there's a little bit of that or I don't know. I don't know. The notes that I have just says that he said she seems like a sweet girl. Maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe it's different. I think it is different because he he I, I'm I'm pretty sure he said something about like he, not that he he's not as like uncomfortable with aliens mm-hmm. as Ashley is, um, but it was something to the effect of like I don't know if like we can I don't feel comfortable that we keep bringing on these people mm-hmm. <laughs> into our team and it's like Caden we got to trust people bud yeah um, yeah well if you're M Shep he says That's- she seems like a sweet girl easy on the eyes if you like the bookish sort <laughs> and then there is a dialogue option and you can you can say any intentions. Or you can say, I do, as in I do like the bookish sort. And I I asked any intentions and he said, no, Commander, just art appreciation, which is worse. Ew, um, <laughs> Or as M. Shep, the commanding officer of this ship, uh, <laughs> you can say, just remember... I saw her first. Ew. To which Caden says, only by a few seconds, sir. Video game. I know. Bad. It's gross. It's, gross. it's so bad. It's just, the Slap thing on with, the hand. The thing with Liara is like, she tells you that she is young in Asari years. And I know she's 106. <laughs> yeah. But it does. It did always make me a little bit uncomfy with, hmm. with a Liara romance. But anyway. Mm. Yeah, I guess if you do. I don't want to do the math. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, Rex talks a bit about uh, more about the. Actually, no. You know what? I think I at this point, I, after talking to uh, Garrison. Caden Mm -hmm. I had misunderstood kind of how the conversation stuff works and that if you choose like personal question or whatever it's different Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. I was like oh I've already gone through these conversation options so I'm not going to again okay so I don't think I talked to Rex this time you have okay (laughs) never mind yeah, okay. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, well, I talked to him after Navaria and did do a thing that I know I should do. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when I talked to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to Rex in this one, I will say I think this one is actually not, like, you get more in the conversation that you got. Mm-hmm. But Rex does mention um, he he has crossed paths with Saren before. Um, Maybe I, did. I guess I did do it. Did you? 
I, yeah, I did. I remember this. I remember this happening because he okay. says, okay, so he, uh, not to hijack it, but he, he was a mercenary basically, mm-hmm. um, and was hired by Saren, but he didn't know who Saren was or anything about Saren, whatever. Uh, and they basically were charged with stealing cargo from a cargo ship. Yeah. Raiding ships. Raiding ships. Right. Um, and the first ship they arrived at, the cargo was bodies is that what it was or no i'm conflating i'm conflating two things yeah uh, but, yeah uh, um, he i forget there's there's a problem with the cargo stuff and i can't remember what it is it, so the thing was rex never saw cargo that was strange he said or he was <laughs> rex was looting bodies for extra there credits um and as far as he knew the cargo was just like food and medical supplies and stuff like mm-hmm. that but he saw Saren, and Saren like never spoke to anyone and rex just literally was like the vibes are bad and he left and he's <laughs> like I left, I left without getting paid and then everybody it, died mm-hmm, yeah all those mercs turned up dead yeah uh, a week later or something like yeah. that wild shit yeah and ashley just talked about her family right yeah i mean this is also so i have been wanting like one of my goals with playing mass effect for the podcast is that i kind of want to have a different experience than i've had before Mm -hmm. are you a space racist no but okay (laughs) i i cannot personally be a space racist sure ringo can you come here please he says space racism is bad yeah i know he's very upset about it i think i have to date the space racist (gasps) okay because i know if i don't romance certain characters in this run who i have like wanted to see the romances for i'll play another run and do that (laughs) but i know the only way that i am going to date the space racist and see what the hell would happen if i did that is if i make a pledge to you and to all of our listeners right now to date the space racist okay and i'm gonna do that for all of you Kim, we appreciate your sacrifice. My sacrifice, thank you. Thank you so much. So anyway, you can can basically talk to Ashley about space racism. Right. She's just like, oh, I'm concerned about, you know, Vicarian and Rex having full access to the ship. That's what it is. And, you know, her big point here is basically that uh, aliens of all races are always going to put their own race first. Mm -hmm. And so humans need to rely on themselves because she just doesn't think that the council will ever defend humans before they defend themselves. Mm -hmm. The, the analogy that she uses, which is a very controversial analogy um, in the Ashley discourse. Oh, she says, if you're fighting a bear and the only way to survive is to stick your dog on them, you'll do it. Yeah. Which I don't think is true for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and she says, as much as you love your dog, it's not human. It's not racism. Not really. Yeah. Members of their species will always be more important to them than humans are. That's right. Oh, my um, God. 
There's also there's interestingly, there's like a, a dialogue option here where you can suggest she vote for what's called the terra firma party, which I don't know this lore, but I guess it's like a kind of like humanity first political party on Earth. Yeah. And she says, no, no, those people are like xenophobes and bigots. Right. Um, so she doesn't. But then, in, sorry. Immediately in that same sentence, mm-hmm. she is like they started off with pretty good ideas, <laughs> but have been co-opted. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. OK, Yikes. I don't think you needed to clarify that. But Mm -hmm. but yeah, so uh, I mean, you you can end with it being like, you know, yeah, we're going to watch out for these uh, aliens or you can say what I said, which is, well, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then there's more gross dialogue options here because she a line that she says is, if you tell me to kiss, kiss a Turian, I'll ask which cheek. Yeah. And then you can flirt with her as M. Shep and be like, would you kiss anyone I told you to? Oh, my um, God. and she has what I actually think is like a really great response, which is if you did that and if you commanded me to kiss a commanding officer, that would be an illegal order. And I'd have to uh, take like your badge and gun, essentially, and relieve you from duty. Nice. So I, I, I did appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, my God. She also says some other shit here. Oh, she's so oh, this is going to be so hard for me. AJ, if you ask her about the last mission, she says she doesn't buy Liara's story about yeah. talking to Bene- about like not talking to Benezia f- recently. And I, you know, I responded with something along the lines of like, I don't think she's lying. And Ash says, yeah, she's probably bad at it. <laughs> hey, want me to ask her about her sex life? Might be illuminating. Ew, video game. What does that even mean? Don't <sighs> answer that. I like it's Jeez. just woof. They they really. It feels like they I want to believe that they made Ashley to be like, doesn't this one suck? But yeah. I do know that they made her because a certain category of people mm. playing this game would probably be into it. Mm. I don't know. I I mean, yes, I, I, I agree. But I think they, they seem to have covered kind of the entire the whole gamut with like every kind of person that is talked about in the game Mm -hmm. like people you know Turians that hate humans or humans that are like skeptical of you know alien rate like your crew and even even like kind of the ancillary crew like the the navigator and and dr chakwas and stuff like they they all cover the whole kind of gamut to be like look Mm -hmm. all these people are out there and like this is kind of you know um but i do get what you're saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) they could have not had her in the future yeah (laughs) fine but oh my god Uh, and I guess the last one we haven't covered is Tally. Uh, yeah, Tally is. I love talking to Tally. She's so it is, cool. She's great. But then I, I talked to her, and then I talked to the head engineer, um, mm-hmm. and they basically both said the same thing. Is like Tally's like, oh my god, I love it here. Like the technology is so cool. I'm learning so much. This is awesome. And then you can ask her some questions about you know uh, what the pilgrimages like you know for for mm-hmm. each quarian yeah and then you go talk to the head engineer and he's like yo tali is so smart so great to have around <laughs> in like a month she's gonna know more than me about how this ship works yeah. so like she's great she's a great asset we love having her around mm-hmm. which is i thought i thought such a refreshing take yeah for well, my human <laughs> crew member they do this great fake out too where it's like you they mention he just this is oh, engineer yeah. adams um he mentions that like Tally's been like hanging out in there a lot. And Shepard's like, do you have a problem with that? And he's like, oh, no, she's amazing. <laughs> like yeah. They, they yeah. fake you out a little bit, but it's really um, good. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, love that. Love Tally. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and I guess I sh- can't ask you what Liara's is. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, you can. OK, what's Liara's? <laughs> Which I don't know. So here's the thing. I don't know if you might have just gotten this after Novaria. 
Okay. But basically the conversation that, that you have with her, she just sort of is like, Hey, listen, I'm with you. I am not going to help Benessia essentially. Mm. She explains that she's really <laughs> in a Hanneman like way fascinated by Shepard. Um, and like accidentally she's like, oh, I'm so interested in you. Um, and it's like a little bit like you can tell she has a crush, but also a little bit like she wants to study you. And, and (laughs) basically like, because she has a crush, she tries to be like, no, no, it's because I think you're an interesting specimen. Wait, no, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) and like, is very embarrassed. Okay, cool. Yeah. I did get that after Nuveria. Okay. Yeah. And Uh, did you get the part about a sorry culture? I did. Yeah. Very interesting stuff i mean they live for a thousand years and then they they don't call it mating um meld with other species Mm -hmm. um because they are monogender so they can they can i guess like reproduce uh, with anyone (laughs) yes thank you oh my god it's like what are the words um yeah but and then she goes on to say like which has led to some like really vicious rumors about Mm -hmm. asari culture and stuff but like we don't even need to like like melding is not a physical it doesn't have to be yeah it doesn't have to be it's just like we can get to like the core of a a species kind of like like genetic memory right yeah that's the word that she the phrase that she uses genetic memory and they they learn about those traits and pass it on to their daughters and it's how um they grow as a species which is it has led to this belief among asari um that there is nothing gained if asari uh, have children with each other right that it's, it's extremely utilitarian mm-hmm. it's sort of taboo now to do that so you're you're expected to find a partner uh of another species because yeah. it sort of adds to you know the like knowledge and richness of asari culture yeah um and then talks about how her mother benezia and her father were both asari or i guess mm-hmm. her mother and her the, the fr- she partner- she calls her she calls her father her father yeah yeah uh which i thought was interesting yeah um it is interesting uh but basically she says nobody would call me this to my face because it's like so rude mm-hmm. um but i am a pure blood um basically it's all a sorry all mm-hmm. the time um <laughs> which is really really interesting i think uh and then you can you can probe and be like why is this like why is this a bad thing? And she'll say, like, you know, there's nothing to be gained mm-hmm. from creating more just like baseline Asari because like, what's the point? Why? Mm-hmm. Why reproduce just to reproduce humanity? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting uh, thing. I, I, I love yes. all of the species lore in this yeah. game. It's so cool and delivered delivered in such a great way because there's there's a way where this is all extremely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm feeling the the perfect amount of whelmed uh, from all of this information. Yeah, that's that's absolutely, as I've mentioned before, how I feel about the way that they drip feed it to you. I think the Asari stuff is interesting because there's like a little bit of it that's like, you know, we have this <laughs> alien species that all look like hot women with tentacles and blue skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, there is so much emphasis is placed on their mating rituals, which like, if you just take it out of context like that, it's another kind of like weird, gross, or it could sound like a weird, gross thing. Mm -hmm. But 
the actual application of it is fascinating. Like it mm-hmm. is actually a really interesting like bit of lore. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like in 2007, having what was essentially like, I mean, she's sort of clearly gendered as a, as a woman and mm-hmm. uh, sorry, generally are, but the idea of like having a monogender species who can have queer romances like Mm. that was a big deal Mm -hmm. and led to a lot of controversy which caused bioware to walk it back a bit in mass (gasps) no way yeah what if we we can talk about it when we get there but there are it's a little bit there's less of that i think in in mass effect 2 but they kept the bad truck but they kept the bad truck come on yeah gamers gamers love the truck um and i shouldn't say there's not less of it in mass effect 2 but like i think that there were plans to have more uh prominent queer romances that Hmm. uh from what i have heard were walked back for because of that controversy that blows that stinks (sighs) they make up for it in three though that's good. That's yeah. great. So yeah, that was the 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 Liara mission. Uh, should we move on to Novaria? Novaria. Chili, chili Novaria. Yes. Um, I fucking love this whole mission. Yes. It's so good. And I have to say, actually, the last part where you're just like shooting gun and trying to find Benezia is the weaker part of the mission. Mm -hmm. This mission fucks. This planet is amazing. It's good. It's really good. It's yeah, it's very Yum yum yum, yes. yum 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 like, yum 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 exactly. I, I I almost did it, and I think you could tell because the way my hands were. Yes, um, but, the, the Italian pinch. Yes. Uh, just everything with Noveria is incredible. Um, it's really good. It's a completely icy planet, a la Hoth, uh, mm-hmm. for you Star Wars heads out there, and for everyone else, it's just snow and ice. There you go. Yeah. And I didn't really know what to expect from this planet. Uh, and as soon as you arrive, you're like greeted by uh, a, like a a, a guard party that's not the like word a I security want. team security team oh my <laughs> god a guard party um guard party <laughs> guard party um <laughs> and they're basically like hey we weren't expecting alliance like uh alliance people here you stay yeah, what purpose, the fuck etc et um which i was like well this is kind of weird like why are we being like this is immediately confrontational mm-hmm. it's like what's what's the deal uh and then they are you know you you give your specter credentials and stuff. And then you can talk to the head guard, uh, Maiko Matsuo, uh, Mm -hmm. who basically says like, we are hired guards because this whole planet is corporations Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we are here to protect their interests. I was like, wow. Yeah. I can't believe what I'm about to walk into. Mm -hmm. Uh, and from then on, it was just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they try to take your guns because firearms aren't allowed and there's almost a shootout yes. until they confirm like you are a specter. And that is sort of the only authority that they'll recognize here yep. is that a specter can can do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the idea is they are out uh, here in the Terminus systems, which is a sort of lawless place, literally for the purpose of renting lab space to corporations to do illegal research uh that part i didn't, did not pick up on mm-hmm. which is even worse that um, is why this planet exists got it oh my fucking god ah uh, great why it's, amazing why there is anyone here <laughs> mm. 
Wow, mm-hmm. that's good. So you walk in and you meet uh, Gianna Parasini. Uh, and, and at first, I love this. There's like these little scanners there mm-hmm. and, uh, at like the front desk or whatever. And as soon as you walk past them, the alarms start going off. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just the gun <laughs> alarm. Don't worry about it. Uh, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Um, and then basically tells you like, oh, OK, well, if you want to get anywhere, you're going to have to talk to uh, Analeas. Yes, Analeas. Uh, the administrator of of Navaria. Yeah. So she tells you that and then she walks away and then I just kind of was like left in the thing. This is one thing that the game is kind of it's not the best at like leading you because it's like okay well i will be at mm-hmm. this place which is like a phrase that doesn't really mean anything to you bye and then they'll and leave. The, it's like um <laughs> the map is often very unhelpful the map um, is very unhelpful because you can only see the floor that you're on mm-hmm. and you can't see anywhere else the i think unfortunately the planet we're going to go to next pharos um mm. i always get lost in pharos no matter Good. how many times i have played this game i get lost Great. in pharos so just Great. set aside some time for that <laughs> <laughs> I got lost in Novaria and it just turned out that I missed a door. I just walked yeah. past a door and then I did a whole lap around around the final base at the end. And I compl- I was like, oh, it's just this one door. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll get there. So I, I, when I originally went out, my party was uh, Garrus and Tali. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once we're like, oh, Matriarch Benezia is here. We should probably bring Liara. I went back to the ship and brought yeah. Garrus and Liara. And every single time where I, I, I was, I was, and maybe this is just because I'm a gamer in 2022 and this game came out in 2007. They only have like one or two voice lines um, mm-hmm. about yeah. the planet, no matter what the context is. So there were some pretty high intensity moments at the end of this mission where like some, <laughs> like so, some stuff just happened. And Garrus is just like, Turians don't like cold weather. Did you know that? <laughs> so Garrus, Garrus, somebody just died. Garrus, now is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, surely Liara must have something to say about this. And she's like, I'd like to go home. Like, yeah. She's like, Girl. the sooner we get off this frozen planet, the better. It's like, okay, I get it. We're all cold. Yeah. Nobody brought their like puffer coats with them. <laughs> Right. Uh, which is fair. And, you know, game count 15 years ago, so I can't, you know, fault it for mm-hmm. not having a, verb- <laughs> uh, a, a hugely built out squad mate side mm-hmm. dialogue system. Uh, and this whole time, like as you uh, are talking to Gianna, you ask about Matriarch Benezia and she brings up that she arrived yesterday with some Asari troopers and mm-hmm. went to peak 15. And then, uh oh, I don't know what happened. We lost contact with peak mm-hmm. 15. It must not be related. <laughs> There's like and no- also there happens to be a blizzard, so nobody can get out there right now. Right. Sorry. Right. Which I really thought we were going to find some sort of like weather machine or something that like made the. Yeah. Because it really seemed like it was like, oh, she showed up and then made it impossible mm-hmm. to get to the place she was going and then cut off communications. But it's like, no, it's just a bl- just a blizzard. Happened, just which a blizzard. I get. It's just a, a convenient it's a, blizzard. It's a snow planet. But like if you're on a snow planet and you're not prepared for a blizzard. Yeah. Maybe be prepared for a blizzard. I don't know. <laughs> um, build tunnels from building to building seems like mm-hmm. a pretty, pretty safe thing to do. Anyway, <laughs> I could be wrong because there are trams when you get to peak 15. Yeah. But it might have been that like there's a tram that runs, but they weren't running it because of the blizzard, which is why you had to take the garage. This whole everything you do <laughs> <laughs> in part one of Novaria is like trying to get a garage pass so you can get into the garage to drive yeah. to peak 15. And you can talk to the garage attendant who's like, oh, cool. You're here to like help. That's great. And you're like, cool. Can I have your garage pass? He's like, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Um, yeah, very funny. So you uh, head around into it's just like this kind of um, openish area. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like how like how we were talking about the Citadel 
yeah. uh, last week of like how the Citadel is so beautiful and like has all this stuff. And it's like they could have just made it like slate gray and whatever, mm-hmm. um, even, you know, because it was like this thousands of year old uh, civilization that created this thing. But they didn't. They made it beautiful and blah, blah, blah. This place that has been created within the last thousand years by the people who like live here is is just this like slate gray. Like, yeah, like. It's, it's extremely sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just trying to. It's like devoid of all life. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's almost. It's just occurred to me, almost like brutalist architecture. Yeah. Um, which kind of communicates like this is a very cold and corporate place. Like it looks Absolutely. like the lobby of like a big office building, mm-hmm. and everyone in there. If you speak to like any random unnamed NPC, they're like management told us not to talk to you like (laughs) nobody in this place trusts you because they think that you're here to like shut down business or to investigate and when you talk to the guards they're like you better not do anything that's gonna make us (laughs) have to shoot you it's like okay Uh, right so uh you meet with Analeus. He is a Solarian. He talks very fast, which is my favorite thing about the Solarians. I, mm-hmm. I love that fact is that they have a really fast metabolism and they only live to be 40. So they do everything really fast and they also think really fast, too. AJ, um, I can't wait for you to meet the Solarian who joins the team in Mass I Effect 2. I know there's a Solarian in Mass Effect 2 and I'm so excited. Yeah, he's a great character. And also something I noticed with uh, Analeus is that they have like a, a brain slot <laughs> in their yeah. head where you can like see their brain pulse mm-hmm. every once in a while. It's gross. They were, <laughs> I might've mentioned this last week, but they're based on greys, which are the, um, yes. yeah, the aliens from, uh, area 51. It's good stuff, but they have these like little like pointy. I don't know. I think yeah. they're cute. <laughs> they're great. I love them. Their design is really good. I, mm-hmm. I love everything about them. I think their physical design is really good. I think their lore is very, very interesting. And like the justifications for like why they are the way they are, I think is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Solarian's best race. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I now realize how that sounds. Canceled. But, uh, canceled. Yeah. We're um, canceled now. <laughs> uh so as soon as i or sorry so you talk to Analeus and he's like okay well you know you kind of go back and forth a little bit and you're like i'm not here to like shut anything yeah he's a douche he's like look you can't shut stuff down i'm like i'm not here to shut stuff down i just need to use the garage so i can take my truck to pier 15 Mm -hmm. so i can talk to or or peak 15 so i can go talk to benezia and he's like okay well no you can't do that (laughs) and uh and at this point i had already talked to uh opold who is a Hanar oh, who is yeah. selling illegal goods and asks you to uh, smuggle something to a uh, Krogan, which I did not do um, okay. because I did not know what it would do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried about things having implications. And this is kind of part where slightly my meta knowledge kind of kicked in, where it's like, mm-hmm. I know some stuff about the Krogans and I don't want to by chance mess something up <laughs> by oh, doing yeah. this. Um, no, I, um, so this is the first time I ever, uh, actually smuggled the thing in cause okay. I, I have always taken the Paragon option there, mm. but this time I decided that this is the beginning of Jin's renegade turn is coming <laughs> to this like corporate wasteland and being like, yeah, fuck this place, fuck yeah. these corporations. And I'm yeah. down to fuck them over any way I can. Mm-hmm. So we, we smuggled it in. And basically I think just the, the little twist here as far as I'm aware is you can basically get Opold to tell you who he's selling this to which is that Krogan Merc and you can decide to lie to him and say like oh I don't have the thing yet uh, and go sell it to the Merc yourself I didn't actually end up doing that I just gave it to him Uh I gave it to Opold but um, you can I think I think that's what you can do in Hmm. this uh, situation so it's just giving you little options to 
to be a dick in various ways. Yeah. Interesting. So I had talked to Opold. So when I was trying to get the garage key from Analeas, I was like, hey, I Opold's like doing some illicit Ooh, stuff. And he's like, well, if you bring it back. to me, if you bring it to me, I'll I'll give you the key. Um, and I was <gasps> like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I was just trying to like get the key at, mm-hmm. at any means necessary, whatever. I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. So if you if you bring the smuggled item to Analeas, he will arrest Opold oh <laughs> and give you the garage key. But I did not do that because I am not mean. Uh, and also, as soon as you walk out, oh my god, what's her name? I just forgot it. Uh, Gianna. Gianna Parasini is like you might be. You might have some better luck with like some of the other patrons. I guess I don't really know what to call them. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Uh, for me, she gave me a specific name. Is it Laura Keen? Yeah, I wasn't. I couldn't remember if if she gave the name or if he was. She was just like, yeah, maybe go check the bar oh, for people. Yeah. And Laura Keen was just highlighted, so I went and talked to him. But uh, yeah, so she tells you that Laura Keen uh, would probably be keen to <laughs> give you his garage pass if you helped him out. Uh, and so I did that instead because I'm not an arc, um, nice. and neither is Gortney. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and especially not to some corporate fuck. Yeah, exactly. So went to talk to Laura Keen. He's a Turian. Uh, he's chilling out in the bar. Actually, before I did that, I ran into an Asari who was like, hey, can mm-hmm. you go talk to that man over there? <laughs> corporate espionage, basically. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, hey, can you like take this recorder thing? Or it's 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 like a I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like he was hack. It was hacking him yeah, or something basically. while I was talking to him. Yeah, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the one where she's like, we think that the company this guy works for is basically like stealing a sorry, like violating a sorry copyrights mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. with their research. And so that's why she wants you to spy on him and hack him is to, to be able to figure that out. Yeah. Did you do it? I did do it. Yeah, I did too. It was, it's a good, I, I liked it. It was fun mm-hmm. um, because like, she's like, Oh, he has a specific tell when he's lying uh, and he'll like rub his neck and when he does that, you should press him on that mm-hmm. issue because it will get him to keep, keep talking. Him talking. Yeah, right. Um, which I really, really loved. So I did that. It was fun. I did great. Mm-hmm. I convinced him that I was trying to get stuff like illicitly to mm-hmm. help the specters out because specters don't have to play by the Citadel's rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, great. He rubbed his neck and I pushed him on the stuff and then he mm-hmm. kept talking and then my thing beeped and I was like, all right, got to go. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's good shit. A lot of those options, too, they're like the charm and intimidate options. So if you if your charm or intimidate isn't high enough or or I think also it could be like that plus a combination of like paralog and renegade points, Mm. you can't always pick those options, Mm. which I I think it's three rounds. Two of them were grayed out for me because Jin has sort of been going back and forth. I haven't been sinking. Paragon or, or renegade exclusively so i think um, i also had to grade out okay because um, i've been doing kind of the same thing yeah maybe we're just too early in the game but um yeah. but yeah you can still succeed mm-hmm. um if you pass that first check i think that's fun yeah it's good stuff and then when she was like here's 500 credits i had the like intimidate option that was like mm-hmm. how about more and she was like okay here's 750 yeah I'm like okay cool great uh and it felt weird to be shaking someone down uh so i don't think Courtney will be doing that in the future <laughs> um uh then i went to talk to laura quinn 
uh, who is a guy who worked at the Synthetic Insights office uh, mm-hmm. on the planet and basically had been like raided more or less. Uh, and they like yeah. kicked him out of his office and they are looking for something. I don't think he tells you what they're he, looking for. So he has dirt on Analeas. Basically, Analeas right. has been like skimming some off the top. Right. Um, and if the board of corporations, it seems like... <laughs> This is like not well explained, but the way that I imagine it is like all these corporations basically created Novaria as a joint venture or some shit. And so they all have this board that they sit on and Analeas is like the officer basically who does their bidding. But Analeas has been stealing from the board. So Laura Keen has has that dirt on him. And that's why Analeas shut him down because they're trying to find that evidence mm-hmm. um, so they can purge it. Yeah. But Keen says, if you go in there and get it for me, um, I'll give you my garage pass. Yep. Yeah. And so I did. There's just a bunch of guys. Mm -hmm. You shoot them and they die and then you steal the thing. Uh, I could be wrong because I didn't do this this time, but I realized as I went in that I think I could have. But I think you can run and tell Maiko and they... um, Oh, really? Yeah. She'll take care of them for you. You can just go in there. Oh, wow. um, I believe. But I could be wrong. Yeah, there's a multiple choices thing <laughs> here mm-hmm. in, in, in the wiki. Um, Wild. Yeah, so you do that, you get the stuff, and then as you leave Synthetic Insights, Gianna's there. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, what's up? And you're like, nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? She's <laughs> uh, like, okay, well, just like come talk to me before you go talk to Laura Keen. Uh, mm-hmm. And she is in the bar, and you can go talk to her uh, and tell her, you know, that you've got the information. And she basically tells you she is an undercover agent for mm-hmm. internal affairs. Yeah, for the board. <laughs> for the board, right. And is basically just like, look, if you give me that info, or if you, sorry, if you get Lorik to agree to testify basically mm-hmm. um then you know we can get analeas arrested and we'll get you into the garage and you'll be <laughs> and yeah. we'll get you into the garage which is the <laughs> end goal of all of this again all of this corporate <laughs> espionage right so that i can go get in the car right uh very funny um it's great so i did that as well um convinced him got analeas arrested good times fuck you do you want to hear what i did oh my god yeah so um <laughs> here's the thing okay analeas sucks yeah. But Gianna represents these corporations. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, I don't like him, but if he's stealing from the corporations, I don't necessarily mind that. Uh-huh. So what you can do instead of convincing Laura Keen to testify is you can just go rat her out to Analeas. <laughs> and if Holy you do shit. that, you get like this cutscene. Um Shepard like goes and waits outside of the office um, and we hear like an argument where Analeas is like, okay, I know that you're from internal affairs and she's at first she's like, I don't know what you're talking about and then um, eventually the jig is up and you hear a bunch of gunfire and uh, you go back in they are both dead on the ground <gasps> and you can take the garage pass off of Analeas's body <laughs> and Maiko comes in Oh. And uh, she's like, what happened here? Um, and you can tell her the truth. You can lie. In this case, I lied. I was like, I don't know what happened. I just heard, a, you know, a bunch of an argument, a bunch of gunshots. OK. And she's like standing there like, oh, mm, you know what? He's a really paranoid guy. I bet, you know, <laughs> he just he he lost it and killed her. All right. Bye. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> So I, uh, uh, that's when I left. Wow. Yeah. 
Holy shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's so interesting how many branching paths there are in this one part of the game. Yeah, holy shit. It's it's just fascinating and it's it, all of the options lead to an interesting result and mm-hmm. you can justify it in a ton of different ways and it's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. So we have the coveted garage pass so we can get in the shitty truck. Um, But first. But first what? We have to fight some gap. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. That room Mm -hmm. before the before the truck room. Yeah. And then. okay, yeah, yeah. So you defeat them and then Maiko shows up and is like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) It's the geth. And she's like, oh, no, the geth. That must have been what was in those boxes. And you're like, Mm -hmm. yes, that is exactly what the case. Goodbye. I need to go drive a truck. Yeah. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) I need to go be on ice road truckers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And so pretty much then you just drive up the ice road Mm -hmm. um, of which there are these two huge bridge things mm-hmm. um that are just straight shots but they are filled Full with geth. geth and i died three times oh no um because like the first time i was like okay i'll just drive through i'll kind of brute force my way with the mako i keep changing how i say it mako is is the reactor from final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. mako is the, <laughs> mako is the shark, shark and i know that because <laughs> again sharks right yeah i tried to brute force it with the truck and then just got absolutely wrecked by the rocket guys and then I tried to, I was like, okay, I'll get out and I'll fight and forgot that I was on a, a level one, you know, hazard planet. So I can't <laughs> be out, out for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had left the, I had left the Mako right below like the sight line of the, the geth in that first place mm-hmm. run out and then basically made it halfway down the thing before I realized I was at like half health. I had enough med, med kits to get back, but I was like, oh, this is a waste. This is a waste <laughs> of metagels, but whatever. And then finally made it through on my third try, but that was, it was just annoying. Yeah. Listen, there's uh, no shame in turning that that difficulty down because it's not like the gameplay is like challenging in a yeah, maybe like, I super fun way. Like, yeah. yeah, Um, I have been having fun, uh, though, in this next in this next area, like switching up the upgrades and stuff on mm-hmm. different guns, yeah. uh, making some anti-personnel, some uh, armor piercing. Uh, I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. But again, not enough of a difference to like really notice. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll. Yeah, they they develop that a bit more in certain ways in uh, the later games that in a way that becomes, I think, more more fun, Mm. uh, more nuanced. It's something I do want to also bring up here um, because I I noticed it in the conversation with Mm -hmm. uh, the the guy who we were uh, doing corporate espionage on Mm -hmm. um, is that like my charm and intimidation are all the way leveled up already. And I have only been playing the game for a few hours, I feel like. So as you unlock more specter levels, uh, you will get more of those things to level up. They're not fully leveled up until they get like to the end all the way to the right. Okay. Okay. I was like, man, I can't, I'm going to have all these filled in Mm -hmm. like one more mission. Like, I don't know what the, uh, okay. It's uh, as you unlock specter levels, you get more, uh, of those god i got it it. okay well that's good to know because now yeah start putting stuff more stuff into specter levels cool uh so then we arrive at peak 15 Mm -hmm. and surprise there's geth but double surprise there's bugs big bugs the rachni are here i love there's a detail here where as you go in there are turrets facing towards the door yeah towards the door in uh and, you know, someone on your team is like, what the fuck? And the other person's like, so there's something they want to keep in. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and you quickly find out it's big ass bugs. It's big bugs. This whole thing is fine. Uh, yeah. It's just a bunch of like locked doors that you have to go and unlock another door to then unlock mm-hmm. that next door and then et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And then um, there's a bunch of puzzles to yeah. get get the um, like you have to basically get the systems up and running again at p15 yeah and it's this is like a very (laughs) this happens a lot especially in this game but it unfortunately i think sometimes gets carried over to the future games where like they give you these puzzles with no explanation they are like not very sophisticated puzzles but you get no explanation of how they work yeah you just have to like sort of fumble around and figure it out yeah they give you like one of these stack block puzzles of like the the different size blocks need to Mm -hmm. move to a different spot can you do it um which is a wild thing i yeah I mean, I get that they're trying to, like, visualize it, I guess, but the fact that it's, like, in-universe, like, that is how you restart the power of the Anyway, uh, I might cut that whole bit out because I there's not really so, a point yeah. in me it's describing so, the puzzle. The puzzle is so uninteresting <laughs> that us talking about the puzzle is yeah. even less interesting. Bad puzzle, yeah. but that's Bad fine. <sighs> and then you eventually arrive at the rift station uh, where you encounter uh, a couple of people who are just like their security guards and they're like, oh, you know, we were set here to guard the place. These mm-hmm. Rachni are running amok. There's apparently a whole bunch in the hot labs, but we haven't been, or we, sorry, we saw Matriarch Benezia go down to the hot labs, mm-hmm. uh, but we haven't sent anybody down because there are just Rachni constantly coming. So we're like, okay, we'll, yeah. we'll go down to the hot labs and we'll take care of it. Uh, and then you go down there and there are more Rachni and then mm-hmm. you turn on the like kill Rachni button. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the room that you another annoying fight. Yeah, it is. It is that room that you just came through is then f- filled with Rachni and mm-hmm. they have like little green ones that explode and do a lot of damage. Yeah. That fight sucked because it's just, you can't move into the room or you're instantly dead. Right. <laughs> so you but have to you just, like, do sh- have to get out in two minutes or less because this place is going to blow. Yeah. So I just shot them all through the doorway and then yeah. left. Uh, that sucked. But then when you arrive back, uh, well, actually, so yeah, here's the thing. I missed an entire like section of like possible like talking to people and like doing quests. Because oh. after you talk to the security guards, you don't have to go right to the hot labs. You can like go mm-hmm. into the the lab that's right behind right. them. And like there's people in there and stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that because he was like, go to the hot labs. And I said, okay, I'll go to the hot oh, labs. Okay. Um, and then as soon as you come back from the hot labs, everybody's gone. Um, uh, do you so, want to hear about all that stuff? Yeah, I, I did a little bit of, of reading about it, but yeah, mm-hmm. please, please tell me what is in this. Uh, yeah, area. sure. Um, for first we should t- touch on the Rachni. That's the big yes. bug things. The history of the Rachni is that they were a big bug species that was, um, basically terrorizing colonies and were really like kicking the shit out of the council races mm-hmm. to the point that the Salarians decided to uplift the Krogan so the Krogan could fight them. Um, uh, and we talked about like the Krogan wars and rebellions last time. Uh, um, okay. I didn't make that connection. Okay. Yeah. But so the, the Rachni, well, that's why you get some really big decisions at the end here. The, mm. the Rachni were believed to be extinct. It was believed that the Krogan wiped them out in that war, but someone found, um, a derelict Rachni ship because the Rachni are like an intelligent species, like a, you know, like a sentient, I guess. Mm. And they have ships and stuff. And someone found an, an old ship with an egg on it. 
And it turned out to be the egg of a Rachni queen who birthed all of these babies um, and created the situation we find ourselves in. More on that later. Um, so anyway, if you go and like talk to the people in this little station, they tell you a few things. There's um, there's a doctor in the med bay who can use your help. Um, there's a Volus named Han Olar, who is the only person who escaped the hot labs before shit broke bad. Yeah, that's those are basically like the two leads. There's also this Asari um, in the main part of the the lab who's really rude to you when you talk to her. Um, (laughs) She'll come back. So (laughs) you go. So uh, the first thing I did was I went down uh, to the med bay where I met Dr. Cohen, who I would be willing to bet his voice actor did some voice acting in Skyrim because he literally sounds like one of those guys. Oh my God. Um, he's like, there was an accident in the, in the hot labs. <laughs> um, but <laughs> wow. Uh, basically he, he reveals that some of the research that they were doing was that they were trying to develop a bioweapon. There, there's a bunch of scientists here who, um, that like there was an accident. I think I, I forget how like how it's connected to the Rachni thing, but you know maybe the Rachni like caused this an, an accident that unleashed this bioweapon on some of these scientists. Um, mm. And I'm like, is there a cure? And he's like, well, we have our notes, um, you know, in the lab. Uh, that would help us develop, would help me develop one, but it's quarantined right now. Mm. So. I go to the labs to make a cure. I have to like usually like get permission from security to go in. And they're like, we are not going to let you out until we are assured that, you know, you are not infected, basically. Mm. Um, which <laughs> I don't know why Shepard does. He's like, well, I guess I'll figure it out when I get there. But um, <laughs> so you go in there, you create the cure, which is another bad puzzle. Yeah. Um, and then as you're leaving, that Asari is there and she's there with some geth. Uh, it turns out she was like planted there by Benezia to slow me down. Um, so you fight them to get out. And uh, they she had killed the guy who was guarding the quarantine labs, who was not going to let you out unless Rip. you were healthy. Um, so that solves that problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. Uh, and then uh, if you return to Dr. Cohen, he then um, he's like, you know what? Like the guards have seemed on edge since you got here. So I bet they were tipped off. If you want to go like find Benezia, you can like, I'll give you my access to go through maintenance. So that's how you, you get to Benezia in this one. I'm curious how you did, but then let's see. The only, the only other thing is that you learn about um, Han Olar and uh, he was the guy who survived from the hot labs um, and just sort of explains again, like how the Rachni kind of were recreated and sort of a, a detail that I think this was the first time I learned it, but you, you do learn it also later in the mission. But mm. so the egg was of a queen who then laid a bunch more eggs and then they separated her from the eggs. And so as a result, what Han Olar now realizes is they have um, they have not developed properly. They are not able to be controlled Um, Because the Rachni are basically a hive mind. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, the research here was intended to be like, okay, let's get a bunch of eggs. We'll separate them from the queen so she can't control them. Let's figure out how we can control them. Um, But in separating them. Yeah, totally fine. (laughs) In separating them, they they fucked up that development. So they are uncontrollable. Right. And uh, he also explains how he saved himself 
uh, which was he ran onto the tram and closed the door on another uh, another scientist. And he was like, she banged on the door once before they were tearing her to shreds. Damn. We should should tell Ashley that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damn. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's uh, yeah. Gnarly. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's such good storytelling. Yeah, it's like really good. Banged my, on the door once and then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is uh, slightly less climactic. Yeah. Uh, you go to the hot labs, do the thing, and then uh, you come back up and the, the Sergeant Ventralis, I think, mm-hmm. is just like, sorry, we're working for Benezia and she had to send you down there to maybe die. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then they start fighting you. And then everybody, all the guards, like all the regular people are gone then Mm -hmm. as i explore but then then all the guards and like turrets and stuff are just hostile Mm -hmm. uh so that's that's that whole thing (laughs) uh and then i believe the door to where benezia is is just open uh Mm -hmm. i don't have to like find a key or anything yeah uh but that is the door i missed because it's like you walk out one door and it's directly to your left but Mm -hmm. if you don't turn your camera at all it just I just kept running straight because I was, it was yeah, like, it's totally like immediately it. there. So I could, totally missed it. Ran around the entire thing, went back up the elevator, down the elevator, just like around. <laughs> I was like, where is this thing? No. Uh, and then I, I looked up a walkthrough on IGN.com. Uh, it was mm-hmm. like, and then just go through the door. I was like, okay, thank well, you. Walkthroughs. Yeah. Um, thank you for the, the better map walkthroughs. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then you uh, head, head down that hallway and you find matriarch Benezia. Uh, standing next to the Rachni queen who is in a container, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she basically like freezes you mm-hmm. and then two Asari commandos show up. Yeah. And then it's a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. Before that happens, she just like briefly explains that the reason why she's here is because they right. wanted the Rachni, uh to help them slay Saren's enemies. Yeah. 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 And then there's like a, a several waves of gunfight. She's in like a protective bubble. Uh, until the last one, uh, or after the last one, I guess. And then you approach her and she like is, you know, being, being mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, kind of like halfway through a sentence, like becomes lucid, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, Saren has me under mind control. His, the, sh- he found this ship called the Sovereign that like, for some reason makes him able to like, just like talk to people and have them believe him and be on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to probably kill me. Uh, and before she turns back into evil matriarch, she says, Liara, I've always been so proud of you. Yeah. Uh, which is really sad. Yeah. And then <laughs> it cuts out of the cutscene, and she just has a gun in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, pow, 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 pow. like Jesus Christ. Um, very funny. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in that? bit that i missed that little uh, just one thing that they mentioned is the mu relay oh which right. is yes that's yeah, yeah, yeah. how saren is uh, they say saren's trying to find it we don't know why or like where he's trying to go from there another really interesting bit of lore you can ask like how the hell do you lose an entire mass relay <laughs> um and she explains um a star near where the Mu relay was went supernova. Mm. And so the, the relay wasn't damaged, but it was sent just like hurtling out into space. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> we're trying to find it. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, well, actually this first bit I know is true because it's awesome. Uh, and this is something that real spiders do, by the way, they can like 
in their eggs, basically like web up their genetic memories and their DNA and just put it into the next iteration of like into their children. Um, that I is didn't a, know that. That is a real thing. Terrifying. That some real spiders can do. Yeah. Um, oh my God. It's so cool. Um, there's I this don't re- like that. It means they can learn <laughs> how to defeat us yeah. with enough time. There's this really good book called Children of Time. That if spiders being able to pass their genetic information uh, from generation to generation sounds at all interesting to you, you no, should absolutely. No, it super doesn't. <laughs> you should really read that book. Uh, it's oh, sick. God. It's sci-fi. It's so cool. Anyway, it doesn't actually on. sound interesting from like a theoretical perspective, but I don't like that it's a true thing. Oh, it's so cool. Um, and maybe I'm conflating it. Maybe I don't act. Maybe it's not actually a true thing, but it does happen in Children of Time. Um, and the like biology and stuff in that book is extremely pretty accurate. I'm not going to say 100% accurate because I'm not an Eric. Ar- a spider doctor. Um, oh my God, we have to ask Sebastian. <laughs> we do. Uh, I, there's been conversations in the worst garbage discord uh, in the books chat about that specifically. And I think he's like, it's, pr- it's mostly accurate, but like, there's still some stuff that's like definitely not how stuff works. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, the rack and I are cool. Um, but mm-hmm. so, so they use that like method and they, they, that's how they find where the mu re- mu-, mu relay is or was right. Is that how they found it or, Am I making that up? I don't remember this, but it doesn't sound wrong to me. <laughs> I I do I, think yeah. that I am correct. Sorry, I just mm-hmm. looked it up. Uh, <laughs> um, that is what happened because the Rachni Queen has the memories of her predecessor a thousand mm-hmm. years ago, uh, or however long, three hundred years ago, however long it's been. So they they came to extract that information, and also before she turns. No, I, I guess this is after after you kill her. Um, she explains like. I'll, I'll give you the information, but like I've already sent it to Saren. Um, mm-hmm. So like it's kind of a race against the clock. Yeah, uh, more or less. Uh, and then she she dies and it's kind of sad, dude. The line. First of all, if you have Liara there, she says, mm. good night, little wing. I will see you again uh. with the dawn, which like <laughs> I just love how it's like none of this means anything really. But you just mm. know there's some like a sorry lore yeah. back there. And she goes no light they always said there would be a and then she dies yeah oh yeah oh my god uh, and that was that was uh when she said that uh, the way that she kind of got indoctrinated by saren was that he was like surrounded by the light or something oh um, i forgot about that you're right yeah she said uh, he, he fills your mind with his that's light. what it was yeah 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 so i'm now extremely interested in the sovereign uh being a a magic ship or something uh that's a fucking sick concept and i love it mm-hmm. oh aj i can't wait for you to learn more about it this oh the shit this game sets up is so goddamn cool yeah rest in peace benezia uh Rip. sorry you got mind controlled your uh, outfit's cool <laughs> your outfit is sick it's an awesome outfit yeah. um uh and then Shepard is just like standing at the glass of the Rachni Queen as one of the Dedasari commandos like reanimates uh, and Shepard turns around and there is that uh, Asari who you quickly realize is just being used as like a way for the Rachni Queen to speak to you mm-hmm. uh, because as she says your song lacks uh, oh god what is it your song lacks uh, your musics mm. are colorless that's what it is your musics are colorless let's take a beat <laughs> the fact that the Rachni the way that they communicate which again is like by hive mind but mm. it is described conceptualized as music 
that communicates colors is so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why, but this just fascinates me that that this is how they and it's like it's not super well explained beyond what I just said. <laughs> so it's a little hand wavy. But I do love the idea that like they thought about like the Rachni don't communicate in a language. Like what what is another way that a species so unlike ourselves might communicate? Mm. Uh, they, they did this with the Elcor, too. And I just think it's such an interesting concept to be like it's music and it manifests as color and like <laughs> Yeah. And it leads to some incredible quotes. I have like I wrote down basically verbatim everything the Rachni Queen says, because all of it is so like poetic. Sick. It's beautiful. Sorry, go on. Oh, I thought you were about to read it to me. Oh, uh, I can. <laughs> yeah, please. Because I mean, that's that's pretty much like she tells you about, you know, uh, like she she basically just asks you to save them. Yeah. But I would love for the actual like actual. Language. Sure. Um, and I did not take notes on what like. Shepard says a response so these are all going to be a little out of context but sure. you know when she reanimates the Asari she explains this one serves as our voice we cannot sing your musics are colorless our kind sing through touchings of thought we pluck the strings and the others understand which is just mm, so <laughs> good um she explains that uh, her children were stolen from her before they learned to sing. And that's why they can't be controlled. And she she actually begs Shepard to end their suffering. And she's like, I it's regrettable, but, you know, the they cannot be saved. Mm. And then when she asks you, well, you you are given the choice of will you save her? Will you release her? Right. Or will you leave her in here or kill her? And yeah. when she poses the question to you, she says, what will you sing? Will you release us? Are we to fade away once more? Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Um, and your, your squad mates will chime in at this point um, with each of them sort of representing a <laughs> paralogue and a renegade approach. Um, in my case, Tally was like, they are dangerous. Like we, there's a reason this thing is in here with like, you know, a bunch of security protocols where like she will be poison, you know, like poison oh. gas will like go. I forget what it exactly it is, but it's like there is a oh, security right. yeah, protocol yeah, yeah. on this thing that like it will kill her instantly if she tries to escape. Um, and she's like, there's a reason for that. And Liara says, like, she's innocent. She was not even she was an egg when, you know, the Rachni Wars happened. And this is a chance for us to atone for their genocide. And I she explains um, you can like question her after this. And and she explains she doesn't know what happened in the war, even though she has the genetic memory of um of the rest of the Rachni. She says they, they only heard discordance. The songs were the color of oily shadows. And if you ask her what she'll do, she says she'll seek a hidden place basically to, to have children and teach them to sing. Um, what'd you do, AJ? I let her, or I freed her. So I, I opened the gate in the back mm -hmm. and, and she, she left and gave kind of waved yeah. one of her tentacles like, see ya. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I let her go. I also let her go. And as she leaves, she says, we will remember, we will sing of your forgiveness to our children. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's it. That's the whole mission. You walk back yeah. to the um, uh, tram and then you're back in your debrief. Um, mm -hmm. Great. 
Good yeah. stuff. Loved that mission. It was incredible. It was so good. Mm-hmm. The debrief is pretty short this time. Yeah. Um, basically, Ashley's kind of like, okay, are we going through the Mew Relay? Yeah. Um, or are we like going to go find it? Um, and Liara responds um, that like there's no point in doing that yet because we don't it could go to like any number of systems and we don't right. know where Saren is going yeah. or no, I think uh, I think Shepard says that I think Shepard says that. And then Liara yeah. agrees and Ashley fucking bites her head off, a dude. real bitcher. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you were like the captain of this ship or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like, girl, chill, chill. Right. I, I have such a like every time I, I finish a conversation with Ashley, the like the ending dialogue is like like full of sexual tension. It's so mm-hmm. weird on both mm-hmm. sides, on Shepard's end and on Ashley's end. They're like, all right, see ya. It's like, are we going to It's like, even worse when you play M. Oh Shep. my God. Yeah. Every, every time you say, everyone has like the same like sign off line when you say goodbye to them. Yeah. Rex is always like Shepard. And yeah. uh, Tally's like, see you later. And uh, <laughs> Ashley, go, you're like, oh, I'll talk to you later. Um, and she's like, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, which definitely <laughs> adds to that vibe. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yeah, and then you talk to the council and tell them what you did and what is happening. Uh, mm-hmm. They're very upset that you released the Rackney. They yeah. are, uh, but fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I, so I had hung up on them in the previous call. And so oh, uh, I, when I start this call, they're immediately like, don't hang up on us again. <laughs> we did not appreciate that. Um, wow. But I, I did. It's not something I do often because I usually like to play a par- uh, Paragon character, but yeah. it's really fun because <laughs> every time you talk to them, they get mad at you about something. The first yeah. time they're like, why'd you destroy that Prothean ruin? It's like, <laughs> just happened. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, and so then uh, talking to the crew members here, uh, <laughs> I always talk to Caden first because he's right Me there. Me too. Me too. And I go Caden, Liara, always the same order. Caden, Liara, Rex, Ash. Garrus, Tally. That's my, my my order. I have the opposite rotation in the lower deck. I go mm. Garrus. I actually go Garrus, Rex, Ashley, okay. and then Tally. Tally. But Caden tells you more about uh, the stuff that was happening on his planet, and or sorry, the stuff that was happening with Brain Camp, mm-hmm. um, and talks about like the way that he said it was so weird. Talking about um, like basically not giving people the benefit of the doubt or something. Uh, and it was just like i don't know it was very weird and i kind of had a hard time parsing what he was trying to say this is a thing with Caden: is he talks in little riddles um he's just like a fascinating little man um i think perhaps what you're what you're alluding to and not giving people the benefit of the doubt um is there's brief like kind of follow-on discussion of this this concept of accidental exposures um Mm. to element zero that lead to humans being biotics and he's like i don't know if it's accidental so that might be the reference to to giving people the benefit of the doubt is that what it is uh i think so yeah um but and then it's but but that's not really what i I wanted to talk about with caden because Mm -hmm. the end of that conversation he basically is just like i want to date you will you date me (laughs) This is um, what happens. You yeah. have two conversations with people in this game. Yeah. And they're like, so are we dating? Yeah. He's like, am I misreading this? Or like, do you want to date? And I was like, you're misreading it. She's like, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, out of nowhere. Wild. Just to 
another little tidbit that you get in that conversation before he asks you to date him, I assume. I don't know. He didn't ask me. Rude. Um, he he explains that uh, when he was at brain camp, um, Kinetics brought in Turian mercenaries to help them with their yeah, research. It was. Um, it was very hush hush because obviously there had just been a war with the Turians. Huge war, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the Alliance also didn't want to go through the council. So they hire these mercs and he talks about his instructor who was a guy named Vernus. Yeah. A real hard ass and basically what he explains in so many words. He says they, they basically had a free pass to break us if it would turn out a decent biotic and things just spiraled from there. So so the implication yeah. is that like there was physical abuse going on at brain yeah. camp. And he said, you either come out of Superman or you don't make it or right. something. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Brutal, dude. Brutal. Yeah. Um, and then you uh, go talk to Liara. That's where I got the com- the whole conversation about a sorry culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you're like, hey, I'm sorry your mom died. Yeah. And she's kind of like, well, you know, Benezia made her bed and she has to kind of lie in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bummer. But like, yeah, I don't know. That's just, just kind of like it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I assume you do get this uh, dialogue option, but you can tell her the best of her mother lives on in her mm. and she tells you i'm with you to the end shepherd which again seems early for right. that but <laughs> great um yeah. liara becomes a real pal uh in these or more if you want her to be in, <gasps> in these games wow and did you so i guess you might not have gotten the other personal questions at this not, point yeah. i'm probably um, one behind now i guess Okay, then I won't. Uh, there's nothing like hugely uh, dramatic happening there, but mm. something happens at the end that I will not spoil. Um, okay. Then I went to uh, I went down into the basement and talked to Garrus. I guess it's not the basement, whatever. It's um, uh, the cargo bay. Yeah. Uh, and talked to Garrus uh, and asked him more about his C-Sec days, why he, uh, you know, why he doesn't like C-Sec so much. And he tells me about this awful doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is horrific. It's wild. Uh, so basically he was in C-Sec and he was uh, tasked with investigating the was he investigating the doctor or was the doctor like he so garris was uh tracking black market trade and yeah, became aware of an unusually high number of organs <laughs> being sold on the black market and right, traced right, it right. back to this doctor salion was his name yeah and like wasn't able to find anything on him really and then he was interviewing one of the like one of the people who works for this doctor and they just started like bleeding out uh out of nowhere um so they stabilized this person, realized they had like incisions, like surgical incisions all over their body mm-hmm. uh, and realized that the doctor had been using his workers or whatever as like organ farms mm-hmm. um, to grow extra organs. And then if those organs weren't good enough to harvest and sell, he would just leave them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were just these people walking around with like, you know, double, triple organs. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, and then when they went to go, uh, when they went to go arrest him, the doctor had stolen a ship and was on his way out with some of his, they weren't patients. I, I, I Hostages I in this case. Hostages, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, um, it, it's explained that the these people, they were like his quote unquote employees. Yeah. They were just like poor people that he was taking advantage of because he'd give them oh. a share of the profits 
from a sale. Uh, so they were, that. yeah. Oof. Um, that makes it even worse. Yeah. So they were on their way out of the Citadel and Garrus was like, we have to shoot the ship down. Mm -hmm. And the council wouldn't let him because there were civilians on board. Uh, uh, or CSEC wouldn't let him, rather. Yeah. He he ordered Citadel Defense to do it and CSEC like over overruled him. Yeah. Yeah. So he said he almost quit then, but he didn't. Wild. Mm -hmm. uh, that story is so good. Uh, yeah. And then basically he says, like, I had searched him, searched around for him for a couple of years, uh, had a couple of leads, but never really got the chance to go search. And then I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> do you want to give me the coordinates? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll put him in the computer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I've got Garrus's special mission, which I am excited about. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. It's a really interesting but gross uh, story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I wanted to add is you get a great little lore tidbit as you're talking about this where um, it is revealed, A, Krogan oh. have four testicles. Yes. Um, yes. Which makes sense because they have doubles of some organs. And like a very common thing in the organ trade mm -hmm. is Krogan's will get transplants of another set of four testicles because they think it increases their virility, um, which is obviously to to counteract the genophage. Um, mm -hmm. It's just like, what a great little bit of lore. <laughs> yeah. And the way that it's dropped is is like, <laughs> Garrus is like, yeah, and one testicle is 10,000 credits. So that's 40,000 for yes. a whole set. Yes. And then we just move past just it. No. <laughs> fantastic writing i will yeah. also a tiny thing but in sure. a later game a krogan something happens and a krogan tells you you've really got a quad um <laughs> <laughs> as, as in in case anyone didn't get it you've really got a pair um yeah. fantastic joke <laughs> like i stuff. i just uh i just love the writing is spectacular yeah amazing yeah and then i went to talk to rex uh, and he told me all about Jar Jared, Jared. I had my sound turned down, so I don't know. Yeah, if it's I think it's Jared. That's so funny. <laughs> it's really That's funny. So fucking funny. It's really um, fucking funny. Yeah. It basically tells you that like Jared wanted people to or he wanted the Krogans to just like keep being a fighting people and just to just like keep fighting and doing all this stuff. Jared was uh, a Krogan battle master. Yes. Yeah. Warlord. Uh, sorry, is the term. Warlord. Got it. Um, and Rex was like, well, maybe we should just like chill out for a little bit and just try and reproduce. Like maybe that'll be a good mm -hmm. thing. Uh, and it was working pretty well. Um, and then Jared was like, correct me if I'm wrong here. I might be fuzzy on some of these details, but basically they were like, oh, there's this planet or or there's this area or something that is like free from conflict is that what it was and so, you'll be safe there and they were all massacred um so here's what happened uh jared yeah. arranged what is apparently called a crush uh, yes. which is like a meeting of all of the krogan tribes on this neutral ground called the hollows um and it's basically like the graves of krogan ancestors and he's like if there is such thing as a sacred place in krogan culture this is it uh, so he goes to this this place where there was supposed to be no violence and they talked. They didn't get anywhere. And once it was clear that um, Rex would not sort of come around to Jared's way of thinking, he and his his men attacked and killed all of Rex's allies. Uh, Rex escaped with his life. But after stabbing Jared had to stab Jared to do it. Yeah. Um, and he finishes. That's why I left. And that's why I will never go back. Yeah. Heavy. And then uh, if you keep 
talking to him about it, he'll say something about his father when then it's revealed that Jared was Rex's father. Oh my God, yes. As oh, I well. I can't believe I missed it. He said, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, you know, it seems like a trap. Why did you go? And he says, well, when your father invites you to a crush, there are some laws even we hold sacred. Yeah. Woof. Amazing. Yeah. Woof. And then you can keep talking to him about his family and he tells you about his grandfather uh, and brings up this family heirloom armor that was mm-hmm. stolen or sold to uh, some sort of collector of like war relics and stuff. Mm-hmm. After the war, Krogan weren't allowed to keep armor or weapons for a mm. long time. Um, so it was taken by the Turian military and now it's in the hands of a Turian who basically collects Krogan artifacts, um, which is like literally something that happens in the the real world um, where like, you know, we it's like, oh, look at this cool artifact from like ancient Egypt. And it's like, Mm. that's not yours. Well, even. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) shit like that. There's Um, there's instances throughout all of history that's like mm -hmm. that. But even like with people who like win wars or whatever, World War Two soldiers would just like have swastikas that were like memorabilia Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, oh, cool thing to keep i guess um if i could communicate a face through an oral medium mm-hmm. um i'm making a rancid one right now <laughs> if i had to describe it it would be Ugh. Ugh. um yeah uh and so then you basically are like well i'll go get it for you and he says okay i put the coordinates in the, in the map great so i have, I have rex's and garris's uh mm-hmm. special quests great looking forward to it i'm curious how easy those are to miss um, um, really not very. If you're talking okay. to them, like uh, you will get them. You just have to make sure that you're talking to them between every mission in order to get yeah. them. Yeah. I have a feeling if I played this game when it came out, I would not have done that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have either. I, th- I think that's also part of the reason that like I never really got into like the Fallout or Oblivion games is because like I am so uninterested in having to talk to all the 3D characters mm-hmm. um, in in 2D RPGs. I have a way easier time doing it for some reason. I think it's because I would rather just like slam through a text block than like have to listen to somebody be like, oh, I'm here <laughs> selling my way. You know, like mm-hmm. I would rather just like read a menu, I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm a reader is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, then I went to talk to Ashley. She talks all about God and Jesus. Um, <laughs> if you I, want a church girl who go to church and read her Bible, this is your girl. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, Ashley's your girl. Uh, and Ashley is your girl. <laughs> uh, I still Don't forget. totally made up my mind about that. But if <laughs> no, nope, I, I made a pledge. I Nope, you I can't did, take you it back. You pledged not not one hour ago. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I the, the way that you get into the personal conversations with Ashley is so much funnier or so much like more loaded than everybody else because mm-hmm. everybody else is like, it's like personal question or it'll just like have a prompt. But yeah. for Ashley, every single time it's like, can we have a one-on-one? It's like, hey, do you have time <laughs> to like step away for like a personal chat? You have like a it's gap like, sash right now. Yeah, it's like um, this is such a like loaded statement. So how did this one start for you? Uh, we talked about, this is where my notes get fuzzy for the, for these parts. I have to get better at that. I apologize. Oh, you're good. What was yours? When, when Jin walks up, Ashley's on a call with her sister. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, sorry. And her sister's like, oh, Caden's pretty cute. That's what mine is. But for you, Shepard. Yeah. In, oh. if you're playing as M Shep, it's, you overhear her being like, Commander Shepard's pretty cute. Um, <laughs> and Ash is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you heard that. That's so funny. Yeah. 
How, what, where did it go from there? I must know. Um, so basically, it's it, it just transitions into talking about her sisters, Boo. which I, I'm sure is the, the same for you. Where's the mess, Kim? I, Where's the mess? It's um, later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to? Yeah. So uh, she like she says, um, you know, it was always my my parents and my sisters. And they're like, oh, sisters. This seems like a big family. Uh, and she says it's she's the oldest and then there's a younger one and then one that's still, or two younger ones and then one that's still in high school. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. And, and then she talks about how her youngest sister, Sarah, they have had kind of a strained relationship until kind of recently where Sarah had broken up with a boy and it weird. Ashley weirdly defends him with like, he's he seemed nice. He's like a nice guy still. He didn't have bad intentions, but they weren't moving fast enough for him, which is like, right. don't. Give him the benefit of the doubt. It's, he does not deserve it. Yeah, I I also I don't know if the dialogue options are different for you, but yeah, she basically explains he was like kind of pushy about getting physical. And I get the option to say no means no yes. or boys will be boys. Yeah, it's not boys will be boys exactly for me. It was like, but it is basically that mm-hmm. sentiment like woof. Yeah. And that, and that's when when she responds like, uh, uh, well, OK, so the the if you pick the no means no, which I obviously did, because mm-hmm. even if I'm going to date the space racist, I can't say boys will be boys. Um, yeah. You say, well, if you really liked her, you wouldn't be pushy. Um, <laughs> and she responds, well, if I he didn't at least try, I would have been worried. He thought she was ugly. Oh, no, just don't Ew. stop. Oh. Stop this. Terrible. God. Awful. That's anyway. Awful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, rancid. 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 Awful. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then says like after they broke up uh, or sorry, they went to the woods and she like punched him in the face or something um, because she's like combat trained because their their dad had <laughs> mm-hmm. been in the military forever uh, and had got had them all take self-defense training. Um, sure. <laughs> and then. Ashley took leave pretty much to walk Sarah to work, work, walk Sarah to school for the next mm-hmm. week. Uh, and on the last day she was there or the the boy was there uh, out front of their house. And like Sarah asked Ashley to let her go talk to him like on her own. And so Ashley did. And they talked. And then uh, he like went to grab her arm or something. And he was like screaming at her because um, mm. he was upset she had told her friends and now everyone at school knew what happened. It it is implied that he tried to force himself on her. Mm -hmm. And so he screams at her and tries to punch her. Right. And she just like very calmly, like stepped out of the way um, and fucking dropped him. Rocked him. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. Broke his nose. And then they cleaned him up while they waited for an ambulance. (laughs) And then uh, uh, before he got in the ambulance, he said that he was sorry. And Sarah hugged him and that, brought Ashley and Sarah closer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. And then I don't know how we transitioned from that to talking about faith. Um, but we started, mm, um, do you have it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Cause you, you talk briefly about her father 
and she explains like she starts reciting poetry out of nowhere yes <laughs> just right. so wild um it's a tennyson's ulysses yeah i accidentally chose the option that was like tennyson wow yeah <laughs> like there's no way courtney knows that courtney does not know courtney that Courtney doesn't know about tennyson no. um and she but she explains like that was my dad's favorite and um you know he's gone now but i I used to read it to him all the time and now I still read it to him in his grave. And I believe that like he is somewhere, you know, hearing it. And so you're like, oh, so you're, you know, you're religious. And she's like, yeah, is, is that going to be a problem? And you, <laughs> you can wow. like select options, but like, obviously it's just like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> you can be religious. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, well, then she asks you like, are you religious? Mm. To which I said, no. <laughs> Yeah, same. But anybody can be, and it's not my business to, like, care at all. Mm -hmm. um, and then who's next who's next uh oh and then um tolly in the in the engine room is like how can you sleep with how <laughs> quiet all this machinery is mm -hmm. um which i thought is i, I love this conversation too because she's like in the flotilla like silence means that something is wrong like either the uh, an engine has stopped or like a filtration system isn't working properly like i i it's it's wild to me that like this is good for you I think you might have missed a prior conversation because I got that after uh, after Theram. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Probably. Yeah. But you can Oops. we can uh, talk about the next one next time. Sorry yeah. that I'm one behind now. No, you're good. It, it happens. Yeah. So go on. What else? Uh, uh, I think that is like that whole conversation, basically, uh, is mm. her talking about how like Oh, no, no. And then and then uh, that you go on to talk about the pilgrimage some more. Um, and she brings up the fact that like sometimes like Karin's don't go back like they mm -hmm. will just stay out. And I always Shepard had said something like, oh, maybe they find something that they like really connect with and they whatever. And they just stay away. And Tali's like, oh, I always just assumed that like something terrible happened and <laughs> they like died and, and they didn't come back. But now that you've said that, like I can actually kind of understand because mm -hmm. um, she brings up like how kind of uh, I don't know, I guess enticing this like lifestyle outside of the mm -hmm. flotilla is um, you're like, well, maybe that's kind of also the point of the pilgrimage is to just like cause you to challenge what you thought was like all life could be or like mm -hmm. you know challenge all these things and they're like are you gonna go back do you think and she's like yeah <laughs> probably yeah I'm like oh okay well cool <laughs> um and i think that's the i think that's the whole thing i think so yeah bounces off from there in the next one but we can talk about it when you get there okay all right do you know if those conversations do they only refresh after story missions or do you think do they only refresh after, after story missions Fuck. ah yeah. bummer yeah uh, so I guess I'll just be a conversation behind the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> my bad. That's okay. I think at some point they might run out. Um, but I don't recall. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the two chapters. Yeah. Uh, good, <laughs> good great. chapters. Yeah. Good game. Uh, I'm, I'm still having a great time. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to play the, the next section. Um, Pharos is the the last mission in this chapter or in this mm -hmm. section, I guess. Right, it is. There will be okay. another planet we go to after that, but do these? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because we had the three to choose from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This will be the final the final choice. So maybe we'll only do that one next week, and it'll be a little bit of a shorter one. I think so. Yeah. This one, the next one, is like more Novaria length. I I think a little bit shorter even. And yeah, this episode went way longer than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as they usually do. Yeah. Um, 
I think we'll probably also for the following episode just do one episode on Vermeer because yes. I know the name Vermeer. Yeah, Vermeer. Um, so is, I assume it's a big deal. It's a big deal. A lot yeah. happens. Okay. Uh, cool. So you can look for, look forward to that in the next mm-hmm. week and following week. Yeah. Um, uh, AJ, uh, your rankings have they changed at all? Yeah. So uh, Ashley is F. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. The the vibes are bad, and uh, I I can I, I can see her you know, maybe having a change of heart or something, um, or, or at least like becoming less of a just full on, Mm -hmm. you know, bad person. Um, but like I can get her justifications for stuff, but again, that doesn't make it right. Uh, or something that I enjoy. (laughs) So F for Ashley. It manifests in a gross way. Yeah. I'm going to put Caden at a C cause he still did. He did try to date me. Um, and I (laughs) fully did not like posture in that way at all. No. um to my mind <laughs> um i love his story i i do think he's a great like character um the way he does he the way he talks is like in little riddles it's nearly <laughs> impossible to understand what he's talking about kaden um, is like you can tell he overthinks everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i don't think anybody's a, uh i guess liara is a b okay. um maybe even a c i'm just trying to think like Ooh. I, she's fine. I haven't really like, I think the Asari culture is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I think Liara is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think that actually might, she's, she's probably a C. Okay. Um, which is now making me question putting Caden at a C, but Caden, K- I think Caden is, is a B, but then he flirted with me. So he's a C. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even flirt with me. He's like, you want to go out? Yeah. Um, it's not even, it's not even flirting. It's like, so you've asked me several questions about my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we doing this or what? <laughs> and in that conversation, he calls you shepherd a couple times and you're like, it's <laughs> commander. It's like, yeah. please. Um, <laughs> Garrus is a, and then Tally and Rex are S. Just to compare to last week. Oh my God. Mm. You didn't rank Tally last week, I don't think. Because I don't no, have a ranking I, for her. I don't think I had. You had. Talked. Yeah. Yeah. You had oh, her. Interesting. If she joins you on the Citadel. Hmm. We just forgot. Oh, her. right. Interesting. Uh, I think last week I probably would have put her at a C. At um, a C? Really? Okay. I, I think I would have put her at a, at a, at a, at a B, actually, because okay. I, I do care about her when we when I first met her. Um mm-hmm. But I didn't really know anything about like I, th- I again, I think it's a it's a it's a Liara situation where like I thought the Quarian culture was very interesting, but I didn't yeah. really know much about. Yeah, her. Um, I I can see that they don't get they are kind of like in many ways, these characters are like lore dumps <laughs> yeah. for you. Sure. Um, in this game, the the characterization gets a lot richer as as you go through the trilogy. Yeah. But yeah, just to to round that out, um, Ash has dropped from a C to an F. <laughs> yeah. Caden has dropped from a B to a C. Liara has dropped from a B to a C. Assuming <laughs> what you uh, if Tally w- would have, in fact, been a B last time, she would have been raised now to an S. Mm-hmm. Garrus and Rex are going strong at A and S there respectively. Yeah. I think maybe I well, no, because I guess I would have done the Liara mission. I don't know. You and everybody. I think we just forgot yeah. Tally, which I'm sorry, sorry Tally. Tally. You're so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I. Yeah. Did you did you did you do rankings or no? No, because I'm not okay. doing them because I already have a lot yeah. of pre predisposed yeah, yeah, yeah. opinions about all of these characters. Honest. Honestly, if I were to do it, I'd probably put everybody at S and Ash sure. at. Ooh. A D. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Before 
this playthrough, I would have just put Ash at an F. I can't stand her. But <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Trying. I'm trying yeah. to yeah. see because I've I've never gone through. Well, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt yeah. this time around and see her in a new light. I so, can really see. I can really see Ashley for me, at least, you know, I don't know anything about the the story. Um, like, I don't know, just like slowly cluing me in on like more of her justifications for stuff. And I can, you know, like her family being a, like a, a, a longtime military family and stuff and, you know, humanity first and all this whatnot. Like I can I, I can get it and I can like see the framework that she's working with. But it's just, you know, it's not really that good. it's not a good justification. So if she does like any growth mm-hmm. at all, she will move up. But yeah, um. No spoilers from me, but Great. good instincts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's that'll do it. Thank you so much, as always, to Amaranthon for writing our intro and outro track. We love it so much. You can check that out on his Bandcamp, which is linked in our show notes. Um, you can check out this track. You can check out any of his other albums, which I highly recommend. You should do that. Also, thank you so much to Scout for making our wonderful episode art. It's beautiful. We love it. We love it so so much. Uh, if you want to check out Scout, her links are also in the show notes. You can find me online on Twitter at AJ Falleri. You can find me at Okimmies. Where we'll be tweeting things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, do you have any final words for us today? I do. Um, I, listeners, we will see you all on Pharos. We'll meet you there. In the meantime, what will you sing? Damn. That's deep. Deep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>